Hello and welcome to Interculture Podcast, where we discuss the unique challenges of intercultural relationships, including differences of nationality, ethnicity, or religion. I am Ibrahim. And I'm Jenna. Each week, we discuss a different topic on living and thriving in an increasingly global society. Hello, welcome to Intercultural Podcast. This is Ibrahim. And this is Jenna. We're going to talk about parental expectations today. Yes. How are you? <laughs> Sorry, I feel like you're really serious today. Oh. I've um, been watching a lot of Disney films. I think, yeah, Disney is on the rise. When are they not on the rise? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not like hearing like as much before that people watch Netflix anymore. Netflix is dead. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I don't even watch Netflix anymore, so... But I'm still keeping the subscription. You're not going to cancel? Save money? I want to, but at the same time, I, I can't. I don't know why. I don't it know. It seems like there's like still shows to watch there, but I don't know. Plus, I haven't still finished some of my favorite shows there. Such as Ozark and... I guess you got to finish your favorite shows, <laughs> then you can cancel. Yeah. As you know, I canceled HBO to save money, so I haven't, I've missed it a little bit, but not like so much that I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I canceled. Yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> the only favorite show I had in HBO was The Westworld, and then they made a finale, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, so yeah, I'm just getting into some nostalgia and uh, what about you what's up nothing much I'm just try to enjoy the nice weather before it all goes away yeah before it goes away it becomes horrible here anyway i'm excited to talk about parental expectations today do you feel lucky in that you felt like you're parents' expectations were appropriate and good, or do you feel like you had some critiques? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they were considerably normal. And my dad didn't have any idea about being a parent, so... Oh. My mom was doing most of the work, so... She was the one who was motivating us, so... Mm. Putting thoughts in my dad's mind you know he he was like one of those like classic dads when he comes from work he just sits by the tv and then watch it until he falls asleep mm-hmm. expect his children to go to their rooms and then do their homework and then sleep and stuff <laughs> yeah my dad would want me to be a, a cop he wanted you to be a cop yeah or, or a military personnel he was like really into the, into those stuff he wants to be like tough guys <laughs> Hey, you know, the first time we met, I asked you what careers you were interested in, and you said maybe being a cop. Yeah. And I said, "That's true." Oh, really? Why is that? And you were saying, "Well, that's that's what my dad kind of wanted, or what something to that extent." Yeah, actually, as I get older, I'm not ready to do that anymore because I'm not young anymore. So. (laughs) 
you're not young anymore. Yeah, That's maybe. the reason. <laughs> it is too risky. Do you think that your dad wanted you to be a cop because, or military personnel because it's kind of like a respected authoritarian position or what? No, you wanted that because it's a cool job. Oh, because it's, he, he thought it was cool. Yeah, he thought it was cool. And like, so you okay. were like representing some sort of a strong authority. You're not a civilian, like a normal civilian anymore. So you have a badge and a gun. So I just don't hear a lot of people say like, oh, my parents really wanted me to be in the military or be like a cop. Yeah, my mom definitely didn't want. <laughs> oh, well, moms never want their sons to go be in the military or she want to be she wanted me to be a doctor or like a computer engineer or something right yeah sure something lucrative it seems like turkey doesn't have like this huge culturally like this huge pressure placed on children to be at the top of the pyramid or well it seems like they want you to like have a family yes but i it's not quite like East Asian cultures, let's say, where it's um, high achievement, prestigious career focused. From what I've seen, Turkey doesn't quite seem on that. Uh... Yeah, that's kind of true. A lot of young people are like leaving the country in order to create a better future for, them, for themselves. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I would say, especially what I experienced from my childhood, yeah, the most of the parental expectations are you for, for you to be just kidding okay job to pay enough salary and then you know start a family and that's it you die in your your couch <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah watching tv <laughs> turks love their tv that's yeah for i sure. mean yeah that's what we, we are famous for you yeah. know the tv serial the tv series <laughs> like the dramas from my side my family was pretty religious oriented the like first thing expected from me was being me being a, a good muslim right prays five times in a day doesn't do any like haram shit so that's what they do fine be a good person being a good person is being a good muslim yeah is it one and the same or can you be good outside of just yeah of course you can <laughs> but since they're like when you're religion oriented most of your ethics comes from your religion so yeah that was the i think that was the priority that i was like always like getting advised on and I never, like, made conversation about what do you want to do in the future until I was, like, 22 or 23 or something. Oh, wow. I was in college then, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, wow. already, like, I, I was already going to college, so no one ever asked me that question. Oh, my God, that's crazy. That, like, I had a family business. Mm -hmm. I would maybe, like, just take over that. That's why I went to uh, business school, business administration degree and then the economy was like in turkey was like going really bad I, I realized that yeah and doing like if you're gonna be like just a small a business owner or like middle class business owner you wouldn't do that good because taxes were too high benefit margins were really kind of like getting low right because you had like big competitors in the market do you feel like your parents were excited about the idea of you like joining the no family never might is that typical in turkey like do people go into the family business normally or yeah actually they do but you never like talk about it 
it just happens naturally sometimes. Hmm. Either your dad dies and then there you you're are. the only one or like you or, or your like siblings are, are the only one. But uh, from my case, they would never want me to. That's weird. My mom was like okay with it, but my, my, my dad and my also my grandparents were also like in, involved in the family business too. I was like too opinionative about the job, like about the business. They wouldn't like that. <laughs> Me like spoken out that much because you're young and then you think, they think that you don't have like enough experience to talk. You don't know how the real world works, real business works. But even after you, you studied business, right? Even at, after that, mm -hmm. they still are saying you don't have something to contribute. I think, no. I mean, they, they would let me in a little bit, but when it comes to making financial decisions, they wouldn't find my ideas feasible or good. Yeah, they were like, I think not, not jealousy, but think that I maybe wanted to take their place one day. Hmm. But they think that they, they will be doing that forever, I guess. So mm -hmm. I, I figured that out by myself and I saw that coming. So I said, all right, this is not, this is an out of, out of option now. And now <laughs> there's no business left. <laughs> uh -huh. They aged now, you know, so there's no one to take over and there's no business left over. <laughs> mm. That was sad to learn, like that was sad to see, seeing it go for me. Yeah. But it is what it is. Something else I noticed in Turkey, there's a lot of, um, jealousy among family members oh, yeah. and they almost don't want to see you doing well yeah having like too much relatives it's not not good i'm telling uh, you you're you're a really good observer of like the, uh, the turkish family <laughs> <laughs> um well i've had some time you've been there only like small amount of time how could you get so many information what how are you able to I live with a person from Turkey. <laughs> My whole life is Turkey. So come on. Yeah, all, all of them, like, I would say like 80% accurate. All of you like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, because the new generation is kind of different. You know, like yeah. they're like more like individually separated oh now. Whoa, Lord. Jesus, look at Okay, that. sorry. Please continue. We're <laughs> like in a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that our audience didn't hear that toilet flushing. That is my neighbor. They have an, an a hallway toilet, so that's why. Anyway. Yeah, that's not us. We don't like sit in a toilet and do this <laughs> do this podcast while we were like. Oh, like let's wash the toilet down, while we're so. talking. Okay. Anyway, I can also see online that Gen Z Turkey is very different, and I mean extremely different. Yeah. If you look at just the rise of social media, I mean it's affecting the whole world. And it's changing things really fast. Exactly. So, yeah, I see some of that online, but I, I have more understanding <laughs> because, you know, I'm living, I'm living with the Turk. I see Turks everywhere I go constantly. <laughs> That's my whole life, you know? So I should know something about them by now. Yeah. That was like earning some jealousy. You know, that's pretty common, actually. <laughs> Well, it almost seems like some of your, a lot of your family doesn't want you to do well. You know, they're like, okay, yeah, we want you to do good, but not better than me. They don't like 
give like a they're not pushing you to be like yeah the best let's say if you grow up in china or something they're comparing your performance to everyone around you even people who aren't around you just random people in history or something and pushing you to be on the top and do better than anyone else and it's just like so funny to me it's almost the opposite in turkey almost not quite but i don't know it's so funny yeah so like the main income make a living most of turkey was agriculture right until like 40 years ago or last 50 years and then turkey went into this people like were like smashed into big cities in a really short amount of time so if you go back to turkey and if you ask random people in the street they're probably their like grandparents were like farmers right like at least like 80 percent of them right mm-hmm. and then those people like come to the city to work make better living my grandparents is an example of that yes so they like brought their culture with them so what you do in a small village you all live in one household your kid doing well i guess in turkey is having a nice big family and having people around them and yes making a decent income that's the measure of success it seems they don't really want you to go outpace them like enter a new social class basically like that's no, not they don't. No, that's no. not the de- desired outcome no, for that's having definitely a kid. Not the desire, yeah. but i think if you look at Asian cultures, India, they want you to do even better than them. It's it's not just reputation. It's also like fulfilling something through their children. This osmosis of like respect and success. If I look at America's history, uh, most people, well, besides Black Americans, most people are immigrants. If you go back a few generations or even a couple they are really focused on their child having a better life. That was the initial thought for immigrant people is we're coming here to have a better life and we want our children to do even better than we did and have more opportunities. And I think that's still like, even as, you know, we're a few generations deep for most people, you know, on that. I think that's still... The common thread is mm-hmm. we want our children to like be one step higher than us to have the mm-hmm. opportunities we didn't have. For me growing up, I, I kind of felt that way a bit. That's true. Younger generation who raise their kids. The usual thing to you is like if you make a lot of money, you wouldn't put that on your children. You would just buy a new land or buy a new property or like do your investments but right now what i see a married couple when they like become a new parents yeah they put like everything they have in their children now in their babies like their education like everything there's like this huge divide of parenting among the wealthier people Mm -hmm. and people in poverty and there's really not a huge center of the line with that i think a lot of wealthy parents they do want to give their child the best education the best like sports programs camps everything exposure to everything possible like buying the best products for them the healthiest food it could be in some case 
about showing to others like that I do well for my kids and I give them everything. But if I look at the lower class who can't afford to give their kids, you know, private school and like only organic foods and I, I still see them being more involved, but it's not quite to the point of desperation, but it's like, I need you to do better than, than we did. I need you to have more. It's almost like two worlds, you know, the, the wealthy and then the not so much. Yeah. And then difference is getting more, more obvious, more obvious and seeable day by day. But even though like a middle-class family put their, all, all of the efforts in their, in their children, sometimes they can get like overly controlled. I think it's it's difficult for people who are co- who are coming from Eastern tradition, growing up mm-hmm. as um, first generation immigrants in the West, because the parental expectation is still coming from that tradition of you need to have a prestigious career, you need to be extremely successful and make a lot of money. But it's kind of pushing up against like the Western ideologies of like individualism and self-expression being of prime importance. And you also see that in work cultural differences. There's this weird conflict happening where you're you're two things at once. You're both this individual with a lot of individual freedoms and growing up in the society that celebrates that. But also at home you're facing this extreme pressure to succeed and to fall in line. And to me, hearing about that experience sounds very confusing and difficult. Yeah. So I remember like my grandpa was like, oh, did you pray today? <laughs> did you do the five times prayer tonight, today? How, how good are you reading with the Quran? Are you, are you like reading Quran every day? <laughs> When we like all die and then we getting like questioned by superior angels, they're going to ask me about you if I will like educate you well in that sense. If I didn't, they will like punish, punish me. So you better like do your prayers in time. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really funny. Like my grandparents on either side, actually only my one side is still alive, but they never discuss religion ever my grandparents they used to work at a catholic church for a little bit like after they retired they would like help out at the church and they worked there for a bit and they were like more involved because it it was a new church that opened up near them and i can't recall a single time that that they've brought up religion to me isn't that strange Mm-hmm. That they went to go work at the church and, and we would go to ch- their church's events, you know, when I was growing up. I remember one time my my grandma has like some. You lucky. I know. She has like some things that have like a, a picture of an angel on it, like some art. And I asked her, I remember I asked her one day, do you believe in angels? And she like paused for a minute and she's like, yeah, I do. End of discussion. (laughs) You know? And I just thought it was like, I don't know, I really just respect her casualness about it. And my my parents, it really just was not a topic. My parents didn't really discuss politics either. 
They didn't discuss politics or religion with me. Oh, that's good, actually. I mean, I look back now and I do think it's great, but mm-hmm. it's also like so strange that they didn't. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was like really involved in the church going to Catholic school for so many years. So I got brainwashed from from that, not from them. But it's interesting, actually. Yeah, from my side, they were like really big, like Erdogan supporters. Is that because of religious reasons? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah we would like discuss a lot. I would like used to get into huge fights with my grandpa. Oh, really? Yeah. About what? About politics. Oh. Yeah, because I was like, I was against it, and then he was also like a retired government official. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, his pension was good, and then he could get like free healthcare. In, in like in every hospital in, in Turkey, so hmm. him fitting into like the broader culture, I guess. Our most Turkish elders and parents, they're more political, right? Like, did he want you to be to follow his politics? Like, was that really important to him? It wasn't really important. I think he would think that like, I was like lost or something, you know. Well, yeah, I guess the older generation. Struggle to understand the younger generation. That's what it is. Well. Especially like baby boomers. They lived in a world after World War II, so. Yeah, that changed a lot of things for many countries. Yeah, baby boomers in the U.S., they are just so separate from every generation that's come after. They just have like a totally different perspective. Are we what, Gen Y? Oh, yeah. Millennials, I guess, are technically why, but no one says that. Hmm. Are we millennials? Yeah. Okay. After 85. After 85, oh. And up to, like, what is it, 2000 or something? I don't remember. Mm. But, yeah, we're millennials. I kind of like millennials. You like generation, mil- yeah. I like millennial generation better. <laughs> because we saw, like, everything, you know? What came before and what came after. What came before yeah. and what came after. But Gen Z is a completely different generation A new now. breed a of humans. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I feel bad for them because there was an article that came out about after the pandemic, this professor at NYU, his students were not performing well in organic chemistry because he said it seemed different. They didn't really even know how to study. Because if you think about new incoming college freshmen almost two of those high school years were pandemic years where everything was completely fucked up and there's new expectations kids wanting more leeway i guess and a lot of his students were failing compared to Mm pre-pandemic and he got fired because a bunch of kids were complaining that they that they were failing Mm -hmm. That's part of it, too. Now, the pandemic, they're going to have such a hard time. You know, your attention span is just low. Everyone's attention span is really low, yeah, but it's yeah, really yeah. hard for, exactly. for teens and I young people. I can see people. that, yeah. I mean, I, w- I would hear that from my teachers and when I back, back in high school or like middle school or college. Every year, it becomes harder to teach. Like, it becomes like... I think that's true. Going back to what you're saying, I'm grateful that I grew up in the time before the internet. I mean, 
Yeah, me too, actually. Look at like eating disorders in the US. People looking at all these manipulated images constantly. I would have gone absolutely insane if I was <laughs> growing up with this shit. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. I also like Gen X quite a bit too, the Nirvana generation. They're like the forgotten generation. I think that kind of brings some like reflection and empathy because the boomers were not great parents. Let's just say they were kind of neglectful. Oh, you should be grateful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just have sympathy for them, you know, wanted to give their kids a better life. So I kind of appreciate them too quite a bit. I mean, I like my generation and I like Gen Z as well, but I don't really identify with boomer generation like at all. I just, they're just, they grew up at a, a weird point in history. They're disconnected, don't you think? Yeah, they are. After Cold War and, you know, like, but they were the luckiest one. All of the like natural resources were just discovering new. It's interesting watching how each generation is raising their kids. I wonder what will they like um, Gen Z's kids. How they're going to raise their kids? Yeah, like oh my God, like, I don't even know. What are they going to do like about these parental expectation? I think they're going to raise their kids to, to stand up for themselves more. Because the older Gen Z, they were in a huge activism era in like their high school and adolescent years. That was big. I mean, that was Trump, right? And I think they're going to want their kids to be more socially and politically involved and care more about activism and being unafraid of speaking their opinion. I feel like that's going to be something important to them when they raise their kids. But I mean, who, who fucking knows? It's such a wild world these days. Like what's going to happen, especially how the pandemic is going to change people. As they grow, I think millennials, the way they have raised their kids is very much more emotional involvement. Gen X parents, they will felt really unloved and really neglected and wanted to gain some of that love from their children, right? Like, and really had this relationship of like, you're you're going to be my my social connection. You're going to give me the love that I didn't have as a child. Yeah, and exactly. That kind I of I can see that. That kind of relationship can create some like unhealthy behaviors towards your child, you know, and create like, a really strong bond. It's a strong bond, but in some ways it's like really toxic. Almost like become like I wouldn't say addicted, but overly connected maybe. Yeah, there's just some inappropriateness that happens in that scenario when your child is your friend and not, you know, this small being that d relies on you for everything. Mm. And I was reading Jeanette McCurdy's autobiography about her relationship with her mom. And her mom was kind of trying to fulfill all her desires through her daughter, wanted her to be an actress and wanted her daughter to be like her best friend. They had that relationship, too. Yeah. I was my mom's best friend. I think it's sweet. And I do. Yeah, it was sweet. I like aspects of that, but there's this parentification, they call it, 
the child becomes dependent on as a nurturer to the parent and that creates issues and there's just like a lack of boundaries there kids shouldn't be exposed to the same thing that you would expose your your friend to for a lot of people in that generation they just felt abandoned almost and they were just seeking love we're reliving our childhood with our own children trying to correct what was missing of the past and some people are like i'm not going to hurt my children the way my parents hurt me yeah i can i can see the relation yeah, I was my mom's best friend. We used to go to cinema, we used to go shopping. <laughs> I don't know, that's really sweet. Yeah, we still do that when she comes, comes over to visit me. She taught me how to drive. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, because I would think your dad would teach you, since he's right, like the, since he's in the car business the car business, yeah. She, he, he did never have, have to have time for his kids, in, in that sense. Until we were like, we were like really grown up, grown ups, 17 or 18. So what was their big goal for you as parents, you would say? Big goal? Yeah. Does anything stand out? Like what they wanted for your life, what they expected for your, for I don't you? know. You don't know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make you feel like unease in any way or is it a relief? Part of myself thinks that I wish I could have more driven parents that would just motivate me but uh i also know that they did what they know as best and do Mm -hmm. so i'm I'm grateful no i don't i don't feel any frustration they just left that choice to me i guess they would just respect it what i what my goal was whatever it is are they happier living in new york or what yeah yeah they are like proud Mm. they're proud all i hear from them is when are you moving back home (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to talk more about the idea of filial piety and Confucianism. When I was doing those ESL teaching in China, well, I wasn't in China online. I mean, the kids in China are just like, they don't have time to play and be a kid. Every moment of their day is filled with school, classical instrument lessons, English lessons, tutoring, extra studying. Every single minute is accounted for in their day. They're also pressured to perform really, really well in school. And I also wonder if part of it is too, they just have such a huge population. It's hard to stand out unless you are killing yourself to achieve more than everyone around you. And of course, the more wealthy parents are capable of giving their child even more lessons, even more tutors. It's just crazy. Like you would see the students sometimes just get like really frustrated because their life is learning and studying. The motivation to succeed on on one level is, is great. You should push your kids to work hard. That's important. But overall, what's happening there is these kids, they don't have a life. All they have is academic pressure yeah that's the most of the case for asian parents and asian children yes in that cultural concept of ultimate respect towards your parents i mean think about people who have like abusive parents or just toxic parents i mean that'll mess you up no oh yeah definitely as a kid i wouldn't be able to cope with that 
pressure that much. But if I would have this mind when I was a child, I would say, oh, bring it on, <laughs> you know? Piano lessons, free. I, I don't pay for it. Yeah, bring it, mom. <laughs> Where's the enjoyment if you didn't choose it? Yeah, that's true. Everything is already written you, like already like decided for you. You don't get to decide for yourself. Also, learning English is really fucking hard. I don't know how much you know about the Chinese language, but it's the exact opposite. Five-year-old kids are like, have to take English lessons every day, even if they hate it. It's really challenging. Yeah. I grew up learning Latin alphabet. Which is why I love Turkish, because they don't use, you know. You would have come to Turkey in 100 years ago, you wouldn't. <laughs> well, yeah, let's not talk about the dark ages. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for, for us, it's not that hard. Yeah, I, well, at least there, though, I don't think they are under a lot of religious pressure. Like many countries in the Middle East, if you say to your parents, you want to leave Islam, I mean, that could be dangerous for some people. Mm-hmm. Most of them probably would... Disown you? Disown you, yeah. I heard some stories about this girl. Her dad was like, if you leave Islam, I'm going to kill you, and this is how I will kill you. Exact details of it. Knew that. How do you... I can't imagine, like, mm. fucking growing up. I don't know. Placing religion over my yeah. life? What? My, my parents wouldn't kill me, but they would cry every day, every day probably. Aw, they don't need to cry. <laughs> You're a nice well, boy. You're doing I know, everything fine. I know, like, people like me, like my friends in, the, in my college, my, my, my roommate, their parents find out that he started smoking. Cigarette, not weed, just cigarette. And then... They couldn't sleep all day, like all night. They were like thinking, oh, oh my God, where did we make a mistake about with this kid? <laughs> oh my God. How big of a mistake we did. We couldn't like raise this kid. Aww. Good enough. So he's, now he's smoking cigarette. <laughs> Jeez. It's all about your, how do you define your ethics in your mind? They don't see that as a disrespectfulness. It is still a bad habit. <laughs> they couldn't sleep all night. Uh, I can't imagine. <laughs> My dad find out that he just, he didn't say anything. The next day we were like smoking together. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> My dad found a pack of cigarettes in my car one time. I never was like smoking, but I did smoke a handful of cigarettes when I was like 20. And I don't know. I feel like my dad doesn't show his disappointment. Like, he's really expressionless. Mm -hmm. But he can't say anything because he smokes, so. <laughs> yeah, my dad was like, oh, you're my kid. You're just kind of friends now. Okay, I'm, I don't mind your smoking. I mean, he should encourage you to be healthy, but I mean, that's how he should be, honestly. Kind of not like... I'm going to die over you, like, making this, this decision. My dad found another thing in my car. When I was in high school, he found a condom in my car. And 
like I said, he he didn't show, he just doesn't show like the emotion to me. I was like, it's not mine, it's my friend's. <laughs> yeah, right. I never used it. But then my mom told me later that my dad was really upset that he found that. Oh, I can see. He's his little girl. Uh, it bothers me that like he didn't say something to me up front i think it's about the generation thing they don't speak like we do about their emotions yeah you know don't you think i think you're right about that in baby boom was even worse than that oh yeah no for sure yeah sometimes they, they don't show any like signs of this is why I don't like relate because I'm just like such an emotional being. Yeah. Crying every day after watching an emotional commercial or something. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. In many parts of Europe, though, I think there's not quite so much religious or like career success pressure on kids. It's more like we want you to be well adjusted. <laughs> You can be secular, not in a prestigious position, and your parents will still, like, find pride in you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that could be the case. The families are more, like, education-oriented now. That's true, yeah. The academic success is more important. But in that sense, if, like, everyone wants their children in an ac- academic career, how do you raise, I don't know, like, carpenters? Well, trade positions in the U.S. are, like, on the decline, you know? Yeah, I know, and it's the, uh, the labor is, like, really expensive. And if you're, like, if you really know what you're doing, if you're, like, really experienced in that area, you could make a really good amount of living. <laughs> oh, for sure. That's also in decline, Yeah. Too. If every kid is supposed to, you know, go to medical school, who's going to build your table or whatever? <laughs> whatever. You should encourage your kid to to follow their interests and and that doesn't make one from another more like intelligent or more like high IQ. Yeah, yeah. The ability to build a house or to like install your like your electrical wiring. I think we should look at the value added. Would we want to live in a house without electricity? No. Would we want to live in a society where no one? researches how to solve diseases no we won't we don't live in that society either they're all extremely valuable yeah it does seem like we should be more focused on that than on climbing the career ladder we should be thinking like how is my child going to add value to our society you know yeah it's open to discussion (laughs) So I'd love to hear our audience, what, what, what do they think about yeah, this? Yeah, I want to know too. Don't forget to write to us and we will see you guys next week. This was the Interculture Podcast. Email us at interculturepodcast at gmail.com or follow us on social media at interculturepod.